We talk about when should we start thinking about retirement? The day you get hired. That is what I would say because in my case, I was medically retired. And there are other people who go through this same thing. You can't just lay all your eggs in one basket that says, when I retire at three at 50, I'll have all this money and I can just do whatever I want. You never know what's going to happen. HMMC. You're listening to the WYE Radio Network. This week, author and former officer Ruth Descharm talks about life after law enforcement and the writing process. podcast that responds to all emergencies on and off the job. And now here are your hosts, Motor Cop and the Happy Medic. Uh, you, you're always complaining about well, uh, why, where, where are we not recording? So Be- now, now we are. Because I was singing earlier and you said, oh, that's, that's true. That's why we're not recording. That's true. Our studio guest actually laughed. That's yeah. I. <laughs> but she didn't laugh during my singing. She laughed during your joke. <laughs> She wasn't laughing with us. That's that's true. Yeah, no, nobody laughs with us. Well, I don't know her sense of humor because I haven't read her books yet. Oh, yeah. Well, lucky us, uh, they're right in front of us right they are. now. And I'm yeah. I'm excited. I need a book right now. But we've got in studio Ruth Ducharme. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, you did. Good morning. It, it is not spelled uh, the way it looks. Good morning to you, and welcome to the uh, MCPD studios. Thank you so much for coming in. Now, uh, MC brought you into the studio here because. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You are former or current law enforcement? I am retired law enforcement. Oh, Recently retired. retired. Recently retired. So after, after how many years? 17 years. 17 so no years. longer working, but still getting paid. Yes. Oh, that's, that's how you got to do that's it. That's the dream right there. Yep. So uh, you've got this uh, series of books. Now, uh, the three in front of us here. Uh, um, I was asking you earlier if they were part of a series. You said, no, not really. Is this your first foray into writing? Tell us a little bit about uh, the books and what, what type of things you love to write. Okay. I love to write everything. There is no specific genre that I like to stick with, but these particular books are fiction. Um, they are a series in that they occur in the same universe. So all of the characters work for the same police department, but a different main character is in each book. Is it Rich Mont? Because <laughs> that'd be close. pretty awesome. <laughs> I named it Roland PD. So right. it's a made up right. city. Fair enough. But a lot of the descriptions, like if you know where I came from, you're going to recognize the city that these cops work in. I love stuff like that. You, you took what you knew. And you made it fake, but it's still real for some of us. Oh, yes. And there's a lot of real experiences that I went through during my career that have made their way into the book. A lot of my friends who have read it have said, oh, I'm trying to figure out who this character is in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And I just say, well, it's all fiction. (laughs) Well, Gary. (laughs) If you think it's you, then it probably is. So MC's uh, uh, dabbled his pen. Uh, I've tried a little bit of writing. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. That escalated it is not quickly. The old show. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Uh, how was it? Did you just wake up one morning and said, "I think I'm going to start writing," or were you writing uh, in the car at work? Where did this this love of writing come from? I since I was a kid, I've loved to write, and I have a really embarrassing story about being in Do elementary tell. school and writing some not so nice fiction and getting in trouble and getting suspended. It was really embarrassing, <laughs> but I've been doing this for a long time. So um, during my years as a police officer, I experienced so much. There's so many stories 
Um, and you just can't let those go by the wayside, I don't no, think. No, God, not at all. Um, but yes, I have probably 80 different book ideas rambling around in my head, jotted down in my notebook. But as you guys know, being a police officer, it, you just don't have the time to really sit down and write. Yeah, At least you've got, I didn't. You've got to be intentional with your time. We, we talk Absolutely. about that all, often. And when you're working 16-hour days and, you know, four-hour commutes and you've got kids and other responsibilities, for me, it just it wasn't doable to sit down and actually write a book. So once I retired, now I, you know, decided I needed a, a new hustle, needed an extra way to bring in some income, and I've always loved writing, so... But, but I how did you to publish? How did how did you in elementary school getting in trouble for writing end up with three published books? I mean, what what was the let me ask you this. What was the hardest step in the process? I mean, the, the creative process aside mm-hmm. in the actual publishing process in this day of getting online and there's self-publishing and going through a publishing house and all these things. How did you make that decision and how difficult was it to really put yourself out there like that? So I have self-published. I don't have an agent. I don't have a publisher. I did all of this through Amazon. Um, The process itself is extremely easy. And there are so many resources available from people to walk you through the process to programs that will format your books for you. Um, Cover artists. I did not do this myself. Uh, You know, somebody (laughs) else did that. Um, So the process itself is fairly easy. The hard part for me was actually finishing a book. I am a great starter and a horrible finisher. And when you are writing a book, it's not as easy as it seems. There is, aside from the creative process, it can be really time consuming. It can be a slog to sit down every day and crank out however many thousands of words that you need to do to complete an actual novel. So how did you go about the the writing process specifically did you have a a word count per day goal or did you just sit down let the muse take you where it would and say i'm gonna write from 9 a.m to 11 a.m and then i'm done how did it work for you for me i already had a general idea of what i wanted my first book to look like i had the specific incident in mind how i wanted it to end and then um I set a pre-order date on Amazon. You could, at the time, you could only do three months in advance. So I told myself, I'm setting this pre-order date, putting it out there for everybody to order so I have a hard deadline. In three months, I have to have this book ready to upload. Okay. And I'm, I don't know if there's a lot of other people who are like, I need a deadline, otherwise I'll just fart around and <laughs> take my time and maybe never get it Squirrel. done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at that. So I set the deadline and then just made myself sit down and write uh, as often as possible. Um, Right now I'm doing a lot better on keeping track of my word count. Now I do anywhere from 6,000 to 10,000 words a day. A day? A day. But I'm retired, so I have that kind of time. And You're not going to meet that goal being here with us this morning. (laughs) No, you are not. Well, and also there are certain word counts for certain types of books. So for a novel, you generally, especially for crime or fiction, you want to at least hit about 50,000 words for your book. That is what's expected in this genre. I believe less than that would be a novella. Yes. Yeah, so oh, 25,000 to 30. Even less than that with pictures would be a comic. 
Oh, there you go. Sorry, <laughs> graphic novel. There, yeah, let's be adult about this. And if you write fantasy, you're going to want to write 100 to 150,000 words. It just depends. So there is a lot to learn about the publishing business, and I'm still green. I'm still a rookie. So there's definitely a lot to learn about that, but I'm curious to hear some of your influences. Um, what are you reading? Uh, what is inspiring your writing? And what kind of genres put you in the mood to write about your history? Hmm, that's kind of a tough one. So I read everything. Every single day in the morning, I wake up, I read at least one fiction book. I read one self-improvement book and I read one spiritual book. So my Bible or, you know, something by a pastor that I like. Um, but I read every single day. That is my morning ritual. Um, I, I, I do I, the same thing. I generally so read one book a day, like from cover to cover. And seriously? Seriously. I read probably 10 books a week, like from cover to cover. Wow, you're, you're not re I've reading always, a lot of Stephen King then. No, but I did read <laughs> Stephen King's newest book cover to cover the day I got it. Really? I'm, I'm about 20% uh, into it. and I'm The Institute? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Digging so it. good. Digging it. Yeah. yeah. I really love that one too. So I've always been a big uh, reader. Wow. I love James Patterson. I love Stephen King. I love Dean Oh, Kuntz. Patterson Patterson is like brain candy because his chapters are like a page and a half. You feel like you're just killing. Absolutely. I'm on chapter 74. Absolutely. It's been an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I tend to write like that too. So a nice. lot of my books, they're only about 50,000 words, but they probably have 70 chapters. But okay. I like to end on a certain note and start yep, somewhere absolutely. else. And um keep it fast paced like keep it moving i'm not real good at like describing the atmosphere and yeah you know, dial, dial it back tom clancy i'm still trying yeah, to recuperate you're not a Tolkien, huh? yeah <laughs> you, you spend 30 pages telling us about the no. ancient forest that they're walking past <laughs> <laughs> well as a police officer you write short and sweet right police reports it's i came short, i saw i did reports <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we've heard that yeah now, let me ask you this just real quick um do you ever, as you're going through your editing process, maybe see some of your influences in your own writing and think, I better make this in my own voice? When you read through your works, do you hear yourself or do you hear some of your influences? I, I think I hear myself. There's a lot of sarcasm that ends up yeah. in my books. <laughs> Gee, what do you think and of that? And some snarkiness, no, and I know that's you're speaking me. my language. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So when it, when it came time for you to... Uh, go on to greener pastures and no longer uh, do the full-time law enforcement thing was this being an author a published author was this something that was th that you set up before turning in the badge or did it yes did you wake up no. one day and be like well, I should write no I've been working especially on this first book I had been working on that book for years like jotting down ideas and the title actually came to me while I was you know at work on my lunch break like just watching people walk by and I had remembered well, this hang, incident. Hang on, <laughs> hang on a second because the name of the first book is Killing Frank Barnes and I gotta be honest it, you're sitting around watching people <laughs> did Frank walk by and you're like oh, I would like to kill that guy so bad because <laughs> that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> So one of the incidents, the main incident in this book actually happened to myself and my trainee um, while I was working. And that kind of sparked some ideas and how it got into the book. And it was kind of fun. So with that in mind, and you could almost call it, the, you know, the big thing for kids these days is the true crime. Everybody yes. loves reading about the true crime. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but how technically accurate is the police work 
in your books? Is an officer going to read through it and be like, come on? Or are they going to say, this, this person actually lived my life? I think not only are officers going to say, not, this person knows what they're talking about because I do this every day, but I've had other people who are not in law enforcement say, I am learning about cop work and how it really works, but you tell it in a way that's fun and it doesn't feel like you're just saying, and this is what this means. This is what 10-4 means. You know, not like that. It's just explained in a, in a rookie way so even civilians can understand. When it came time for you to enter the self-publishing world, and you said you talked about uh, Amazon. I assume that's what, mm -hmm. KDP, uh, yes. Kindle Direct Publishing or yes. Direct Press or something like that. <clears throat> did you kind of, did you go through any online courses? How, how did you get your feet in, wet in that pool? Because that can be pretty overwhelming. Yes, it's yes. easy to do once you figure it out, but... Did somebody guide you in that or did you just spend because you're retired now? Yeah, I get it. You have all kinds of time to do whatever you want. God, I am a very self-motivated learner. So if there's something I want to know about, I just do as much research as possible and figure it out for myself. So when it came to self-publishing, I started by creating for myself some journals that I could self-publish and I kind of walked myself through the process just to see how easy or how difficult it would be. And when I saw how easy it was, I went, ah, this is perfect. I can do this. And then I joined some Facebook groups that are, these people have so much knowledge. And I just lurked and listened and gathered like, as like much. Like a stalker. Yes, I okay, absolutely cool. stalked these people. Good for you. And some of these self-publishing amazing people are making six figures a month by doing this. That's crazy. And I went, I want <laughs> some of awesome. that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So I've been immersing myself into the community as well as um, just learning everything I can myself and, and kind of pushing through. Are you interested in a traditional publishing deal? Do you want to see your book on, you know, the the shelves at the Amazon bookstore or Barnes and Noble? Is that some a goal you have or do you just not care? It's not a goal I have. I don't want to go with a publisher, and there's a lot of different reasons why people choose not to go with a publisher, and a lot of that is cost. So you are going to see a lot less in royalties when you go with a traditional publisher than you are when you do everything yourself. And I, from what I understand, um, traditional publishing, you may not get to see your book go where you want it to, but you don't have the rights to it for a certain contracted period of time. Whereas with self-publishing, you do everything yourself, marketing and the writing and just everything. So you are solely responsible, but you're also going to see a bigger return on your investment. So you've got more control over your creation, over your, your Absolutely. baby. And you, as a self-publisher, you can still have your books in Barnes & Noble on the shelves. You can still have them you in libraries. You, you just take your book and just leave it on the shelf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know there's, how to ring this up, Sally. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of um, publishing platforms that um, aren't widely known. You know, people don't know about necessarily. But if I, I do have a hard copy of this book as well. And I have ways of getting that into Barnes & Noble stores. And libraries will buy online and put them into their libraries and that's pretty cool yeah so there's a lot of different ways to go about it but it's a so lot you, you drew all this inspiration from your time in law enforcement mm -hmm. and you you mentioned kind of having uh, thousands of ideas yes are are the ideas just kind of 
kind of knocking on the door trying to get out in story form or are you combining them are you running out of ideas because i've got one about a cop and a fireman <laughs> and no 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 wait 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 wait. it's not a comedy no but, but are the ideas still coming are you getting new ideas is your your current published work inspiring new work or are you still going back to the old well of experience so I started off writing about police work because it's what I know, but I found after book three that um, I have a hard time writing about police work still. I don't think I'm far enough removed um, as far as retirement to not still be affected by some of the drama that happens. So my third book, um, I had to take a break after that because I had so much anxiety and I found certain parts of the emotional stuff of police work found its way into the manuscript that I never intended. And then I just had a lot of, Ugh, I don't even want to think about police work anymore. <laughs> feelings. I, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. So I have tons of story ideas. They, they just pop up all the time. I take a lot of notes. I have books in progress that are different genres from horror to science fiction to fantasy all different kinds of stuff. But this is where I started. And this um, now didn't start off as a series in my head. I just started with this book. And then I thought, oh, I have another idea about another main character. And I have a couple of friends from my time in police work who are inspiring kind of a break off series. And they're going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary. <Yeah. laughs> to have a built-in audience like that, how perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's uh, switch up gears a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about post-retirement stuff. Sure. And I've done, uh, prepare yourselves, zero research on this at all. But the, the... I was totally prepared for that. Yeah, I'm sure you were. The overwhelming thought, at least from what I've seen and heard, is that if you don't have something driving you, the the average age of you know a retiree is yeah. like maybe three years after retirement and they're dead yeah right yep is is this this is obviously something that inspires you that gives you motivation that gets you up in the morning and in reading we've talked about all that how important is it for those of us that or even you know the the millennials who god bless mm -hmm. them have still have 30 years left in their in their jobs how important is it to to set yourself up once you're done with this job. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about when should we start thinking about retirement? The day you get hired. That is what I would say. Because in my case, I was medically retired. And there are other people who go through this same thing. You can't just lay all your eggs in one basket that says, when yeah. I retire at three at 50, I'll have all this money and I can just do whatever I want. You never know what's going to happen. So I'm a firm believer that you should start setting yourself up in the event that you can no longer do police work, what will you do next? And you should be teaching or, I don't know, like I said, roasting coffee or just whatever yeah, you know, absolutely. is fun for you. Opening a brewery. Yes. Like have, <laughs> have a plan B. Always have a plan B. Oh, I would say have a, have a plan K. Because oh, yes. <laughs> plans absolutely. can always fall through. Yes. And when it comes to retiring... Um, I can't speak for those who are service retired, even though I know a lot of them still work um, as a medical retiree. When you're going through the process, it's emotionally very taxing. So oh, you're in be. a lot of physical pain and trying to recuperate from whatever injury you have. You have to deal with the stress and the change of not being a police officer anymore and 
trust me, when you're gone, it's not that nobody doesn't care about you, but you're yeah, out but of sight, you're, out of you're mind. Gone. You're gone. You're yeah. gone. Yeah. Yep. And you are but a cog in the machine. Absolutely. And so that family that we're all, you know, so proudly tout. We tout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Oh, please. That's pretty much <laughs> gone. And then you start to think, well, is there something wrong with me? I mean, the depression can sink sure. in. Sure. So you need to have something else to keep you grounded. And this for me was part of that. You mean like a, a podcast? Like or, a podcast. A, that's so, <laughs> so weird how we started this years ago. You know, yes. it, it's, it's a passion project, sure. But all the stuff we talk about on the show all the time is, mm-hmm. is having a plan for whatever. Yes. Because you never know. Like you said, you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. Absolutely. And one of the things that we tell people that are that are interested in getting into the three disciplines Cops in particular, it, God, please don't major in criminal justice. Yeah, I, I tell them that all the time because when you get injured on year four and that all you know is how to run and gun, yeah, that is really not going to serve you in the private sector very well. Absolutely, and PTSI and PTSD is very prevalent. Oh, absolutely. And you, I know we all think that's not going to happen to me as a police officer, but there are many stories of police officers who are completely disabled by their job mentally and emotionally and how are you going to come back from that if you are no longer part of this world you have to have something separate for me I have to make a decision do I want to keep dabbling in law enforcement by the way of writing or do I want to like branch off and let myself heal a little bit longer before I try going back to this but then again the longer you wait the less you remember. <laughs> That's true. And I, I like that you've you've kind of gotten your feet wet with these three books yes. that, are, that are law enforcement heavy, but now you know the process. Yes. The, the publishing process. You've got a regiment of, of writing. Mm-hmm. So if something strikes you, you can, you know, I'm going to try fantasy now or I'm going to yeah. try you know, whatever. And that is that is such a, a, a cool skill to have because like I said, navigating that self-publishing thing, when I did it for uh, my book, I mean, it was, it took me way longer probably than it should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think there was an online course, but because I'd have bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I would have bought that thing immediately. Uh, let me ask you this. What do you use to write uh, program wise? I use Word, Microsoft Just Word. Just straight up Microsoft Word. Yeah, I, I, I went off the deep end and went with uh, Scrivener. Oh, God. I have tried to use it, but it's so complicated that it. I just... For me, anyways, it's not my favorite. So I don't use Scrivener. I use Microsoft Word. And then I did download a program called Vellum, and it helps you format everything. So once my manuscript is done, I upload it into Vellum, and then you get to make all the cool headlines and make it look all pretty. Yes, the big fancy T's. Yeah, I did did the same thing with Scrivener based on uh, his recommendation for for my little ebook that I put out many moons ago. Um, but it seems like with some of these online publishing tools now, and like you just said, Vellum, yes. you, you can go into a program that you're comfortable just writing in yeah. and then edit it later. And it seems like that would take a lot of the roadblocks of waking up and saying, I don't want to deal with this certain software today. And yes. instead, you can just let your concept go. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. And there are several editing programs that you can use like Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid that you can like copy and paste parts of your manuscript and it'll go through and help you do developmental edits and Mm -hmm. line edits. And especially if you don't have the funds to hire somebody to do your editing. Is there anything that has AI that'll actually go in and say, yeah, this character's not doing it for me. No, No. (laughs) 
That's what your advanced readers are for, oh, if you can find advanced, them. Advanced readers. I'll give it to yeah. my wife, and she'll say, you told me this story a couple years ago on your blog. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm holding in my hand uh, three of your, your books. Your three books, I should say. Yes, right? my, my only three books at the moment. And, the, uh, and a short story, but I didn't bring that for you. Oh, God. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Whatever. Get out. <laughs> So the cool thing is that you are going to be kind enough to uh, sign these. Sure. And, and we are gonna, we're going to do a giveaway. So if you want to get uh, free copies of these three novels, you have two choices. You can either go to the show notes at wyeradio.com slash episode 38, or I'm going to set up a, a little landing page. We're just going to enter your name and your email at wyeradio.com slash Ruth, R-U-T-H. So either the extension Ruth or episode 38 will get you where you need to go and you can enter to win your very own signed copy. And I, I think it's pretty uh, straightforward uh, instead of doing a bolo for this show to let everybody know what we're reading. Can I just skip ahead to I'm going to start reading Ruth's books? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And, and you out there should be like Justin. Hashtag be like Justin. <laughs> that was our. No, we're going back to the hashtags. Like this, this is where everything breaks. This is where everything breaks down. Pretty much. Here, here we are yeah. pretending to but be professional with an the, in-studio guest. No, no. no. Oh, pretending? No, we are professional. <laughs> oh, is really? Gosh darn it! When did that start? Uh, when people started going to Patreon.com/slash WYE and supporting Again, the show. Again, seamless. Seamless. It's amazing That's how what you they do call that. Me. That's wow. my nickname in college. Uh, I thought that was your band name. Not really, but uh, we usually do a be on the lookout. Uh, what it is that we're. Uh, reading, watching, what's inspiring us now. I asked you about some of your influences earlier, but I'd like to know what's on your bedside table today. Oh, goodness. Um, right now I'm reading a, the, a Dean Koontz novel, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'm also reading a, I don't know, self-improvement book called Get Off Your Butt, and I can't remember the author's name <laughs> off the top of my head. But it's about how, how to get past all your excuses and get up and do the things that you need to do to live your life. And the author um, has since deceased. But I learned about him from Hal Elrod's oh, podcast, yeah. Miracle yeah. Morning. Big yeah. fans Woo-hoo. of Hal's. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, I just got turned on to him and his stuff has helped me immensely. Um, so those are the two that I'm, I'm reading right now. I could never do that. The wife reads two books at the same time. She's got a car book and a home book. Oh and yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. lucky if I can keep track of my name and <laughs> if one book. I can I can do uh, different genres, or like a fiction and nonfiction, a yeah. self help that kind of thing. But if I'm reading two fictions, forget it. Uh, why are there elves in this police department? That's so weird. Yeah. <gasps> New oh, idea. Oh my god. You're welcome. Talk about a crossover show. <laughs> Oh, the show that cannot be named, <laughs> should not be named. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for taking the time to come down to MCPD. Thank uh, you for having me. Very excited to uh, offer our audience uh, copies of your book. Again, that's wyeradio.com slash episode 38 or wyeradio.com slash Ruth. Where can people find you on the lines if they want to follow you further? Right now, you can find my books available on Amazon, and you can also go to my web page ruthducharme.com that's d-u-c-h-a-r-m-e yes or you can find me on facebook there you go all right anything else you want to add smart guy uh i have like 10 other book well, ideas for ruth but i'm going to mention them off air so i can claim credit later perfect i love it well until next time this is motor cop coming to you live from mcpd studios thanks so much to our in-studio guest you can find her uh, on the facebooks on the amazon it was wonderful to have you here until next week kids we will talk to you later Bye-bye. cheers Bye-bye.
Thank you.